What's up, PC Familia members and sports fans all over the world? Welcome back to the Press Coverage Sports Show, uh, brought to you by Persistence Culture Media. I am your host, Jason Holmes. Welcome back to another great episode, and I got an absolute college football buff in the studio as we get ready for the big old week one stacked weekend this uh, this weekend coming up. We got no one other than the Ray Amato. What's up, y'all? Yo, what's up, man? Welcome back. Back to the studio. It's great to see you, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm super excited for this. Yo, I am. I I'm like out of my mind, right? So like last weekend was just like a little teaser with yeah. you know another Nebraska fumble with old Adrian Martinez and uh, just Scott Frost. I mean, I know he's the golden boy there in Lincoln, but I mean, how long do you hold on to, man? Oh I, man, <laughs> I I just hear that there's a. I don't know exactly what's going on over in, uh-huh. in Nebraska, but I hear it's bad. It is it's bad. Like, man. It's almost as bad as what I hear. There's some some uh, hoopla over in Arizona State too, right? Yeah, yeah. Herm Edwards is kind of caught up in a mix Ooh. too, and I like I love me some Hermie, man. I love Dude, me some. Her- a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he's been out of the game for a while. Maybe he didn't know current new rules. Maybe he didn't know what he was supposed to do. He doesn't know about texting and all these he social knows. medias. Come on, man. Maybe he was a little out of uh, out of touch, man. It's all right. Um, so I'm gonna give Herm the benefit of the doubt. But uh, Scott Frost, man, I heard a stat about him that just blew me away, and I was like, this cannot be tolerated if you're in Lincoln, Nebraska. Obviously, you know the days of Tommy. Frazier and Eric Croucher much, much in the rear view, if you can even still see them at all. Um, but they have not, since Scott Frost taken over, had more than a two-game winning streak, dog. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. They have a not two, done a two-game winning streak. Since, uh, like some some sort of turnaround when he came came back. Right? Everybody dogs on Rutgers. People need a dog on Nebraska. <laughs> I all right? know, dude. They used to be a powerhouse. Seriously, bro. An they absolute are, powerhouse. They're putting up some Rutgers Big East type numbers right now, all right? And that's that's not nothing to be proud of, okay? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Scott Frost has his work cut out for him. But, I mean, unfortunately, it's like Adrian Martinez, to me, is one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen, like, as far as, like, being not the 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 book of sales that you got you know that wasn't the bill of goods that you got when when you bought in on adrian martinez he's just not come to fruition for scott frost he's, is he, i haven't heard anything about about anything what's going on with him yeah but i know that he's not producing turnover machine too yeah that's from 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 what i've seen in in highlights his uh there isn't very many highlights, yeah, I should say. Exactly. Um, yeah, I guess. And they're garbage right. time highlights. And then when your coach says that it's the same movie after week one, that's bad when you have yeah. a bunch when of critical you, turnovers when you, and lose. When do you pull the guy, right? Yeah. I mean, either pull him or when do you lose the coach, man? Because, I mean, you look at Adrian Martinez. He's got all the tools. He's fast. He can throw it. To me, it looks like he's regressed. He looked like he was throwing only, better yeah, as a true freshman. Was, yeah. So... So I'm sorry, Scott Frost, but you're already in the hot seat. Well, you're already super in the hot, hot seat, seat before that Illinois game. <laughs> now you're in the super hot seat and you burn your ass seat. Um, but with that being said, you know, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. To me, uh, the biggest thing heading into this season was Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. You know, yes. and uh, to me, that just seems like they're setting up for like two basically mega conferences. And uh, is that something you think the NCAA should allow? Do you think that's do you think that's something that they should be actually pushing for now at this point? Pushing for no, accepting yes, because I mean. There, maybe there won't be two, but maybe there'll be like three power conferences, real power conferences. Who do you think doesn't give uh, up then? So you say three, right? Right now we supposedly have five, right? Right. So who who are the two that are getting clipped? I think the big the Big Ten. You think the Big Ten? No, would no, get, Big Twelve. Big, big 12, Twelve. Okay. Big Twelve. Yeah. 
So the Big 12 is definitely gone, especially when they lose Texas and Oklahoma. Absolutely. I mean, who the, who the hell they you have got no, after that? They have nobody else. <laughs> yeah. So that for sure, um, I think it'll make the four conferences that are are <clears throat> that are available now a little stronger yeah. because you they still have to redistribute the other teams. That is true. Right? So That's where true. are those other teams going to go? I mean, well, let's, let's right? run down real so, quick. Who do we got? We got Iowa State Cyclones, right? So Iowa State's a solid team. Well, at least right now they are. They got uh, they got uh, Purdy coming back for like year twenty five. He's a twenty fifth year senior, and same thing with the running back Brees Hall. So they're yeah. good this year, but are they really a good program? Yeah, they got they got some really good squads. Like yeah. we were just talking about earlier off off air. Um, K State, yeah, Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas. Yeah. TCU, yeah. TCU, like let's not TCU's always right? good. They're always P- good. Patterson's They're, always has that team ready. And West Virginia, that but they came over. But yeah. still, like I mean, if we redistribute those eight teams, like I mean, you, you can, can make you can make the Pac-12 definitely like, make the Pac-12 a, way different. The Big Ten's going to be way different. And then you take back the uh, uh, West Virginia that. Yeah. That's and to me, to me, I think, I think, I think, honestly, and we're talking about the Pac-12 here, but I feel like the Pac-12 is a little on the underrated side, and then the ACC they beat each other up. They beat the each other up, and they always play late, right? So nobody ever watches no their watches games, uh, you know. So it's always the Pac-12 after dark or whatever. So mm-hmm. for us, it's it's prime time, but for everybody else, man, they're sleeping. You mm-hmm. know, it's over. Saturday's over. But to me, the ACC to me is a little more overrated. Like you just read Big down time. that, and Big Twelve to me hangs with the rest of the the un, the underlings. Of the, of the ACC, you read through yes. the ACC, bro. And I saw, I saw a projected finishing that got Boston College finishing second behind Clemson in the in the Atlantic part of that division. Yes, give me a break. And you think Boston College probably couldn't hang with half of those Big Twelve teams, if not maybe any of them? No. Yeah, I don't like the ACC, man. Wake Forest, what no. have they done for me lately? No, nothing. Even when they had Jamie Newman, they had a good, they had a good squad, and they still could barely win four damn games. No, I mean, what are the like the uh, the uh, the powerhouses in that? That division yeah. is Clemson, Miami. Yeah, I mean Miami. I right. mean, were they bringing back alums? Let's, What's happening? Here? Right. Let's see. <laughs> what, let's what, see what, if they bring if they do anything this year. Yeah. Right. And then Florida State. Mm. Florida State's. I mean, they're as far as a name. Yes, yeah, they're definitely a, they're definitely they're a blue a chipper name, program, but, but they don't even pull five star recruits anything. anymore. Exactly. And then so. so yeah, you're right. Like as far as like, what are they gonna do? What have they done for you lately? Right. Yeah, they Nothing. haven't done anything. Unfortunately. So I'm, I'm going back to the topic here. And um, so two power conferences. I think, I think like you said, it's more realistic to expect four power conferences and just kind of dissect the Big 12. Mm-hmm. But to me at that point, it's like you've already torn apart uh, so many pieces of rivalries and you just kind of like made these yeah. foster children out of the Big 12, you know, where they have to be adopted by other big name schools as a rival, which takes time, man. I right. mean, that takes time. These guys are rivals from decades and decades and decades of good games. Um, where I think it might be, I think it might be better to design it to, you know, where it's just two mega conferences, kind of like the NFC and the AFC, because the all these different conferences is kind of outdated, and I feel like the money is there as long as they distribute the teams right. Right. So if they distribute the teams right and keep the Big Ten rivalries with the Big Ten rivalries, maybe pull Nebraska out and put them in a conference with some of these old Big 12 guys where, you know, or Colorado, yeah. and, you know, I, I think back to old Nebraska, games like they don't play any of those teams no more and that was the big ripe with them going to the big big 10 it's like who are they gonna play they're not playing any of their old old time rivals so it's weird now right like yeah michigan northwestern 
So yeah, I, I think I think two would be more beneficial, right? Yeah. And yeah. then and then instead of instead of actually doing just a college football playoff, do a conference playoff where you take you know instead of everybody wants this eight team college football playoff, then fine, make an eight team college or conference football playoff. They all scrap it out, and then it ends up with the top two going into the college football playoff. And then you enter those divisions once you go to the college football playoffs. So the one seed plays the two seed from the other conference, and the two seed plays the one seed from the other conference. And then you're guaranteed to have a conference versus conference championship mm. game. So it's essentially turning the college football landscape into the NFL? In a way, yes, in a way. But you have to. You have to right, right. now because losing these conferences, they're so worried about losing money. Guess what? You're losing money. Yeah. Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. You just lost a. You lost all your money, Big 12. You didn't didn't yeah. have that much to begin with you've lost all of it now you know so yeah. i mean you're talking about you're going to be in AutoZone liberty bowls you're going to be in you know the zaxby's chicken bowl i mean we're not you're not getting no big money here so they need to do something i think the only way to like really spice things up but the only it's it's not there's i don't, I don't know how much money there would be lost here but i think there would be a lot more money to gain here is if remember that that hot take i had about like random mid Mid-season, mid-season, mid-season mid-con- uh, uh, random conference game. Like a, like a, uh, kind of like game. a rolling week. Like, uh, if you guys missed that episode, go back and check it out. I think it was episode three, but there's a rolling week inside the college season where yeah. you, where, where 10 plays one and nine plays yeah, two. And- just all of a sudden, like week six, all the top schools in each conference get reseeded and play each other. And then, yeah, like these schools start to play each other because uh-huh. let's see some real competition. Definitely. Right. There might be a lot of money lost on the front end, mm-hmm. but once it pays off, once, once you get those big off, sponsors, you, yeah. Because then, like, let's like how you're talking. Like, let's let's be honest here. I would love to see like a Georgia play Oregon. Speaking of which, week six, yeah, exactly. Week you know six, what I mean? Why not? Yeah, like because they've been hot all year. Yeah, like, because Georgia is number two and Oregon's number nine, and you have to play the top yeah, ten. Play now, each other. Now you got to play each other yeah. because. You guys are actually really good. Otherwise, yeah. you're just going to be yeah. rolling through the re- everybody exactly. else in your schedule. The hard like, part is getting the schools to sign up for that right. because they're going to be like, yo, right. we don't even know who we're playing, bro. Right. It's like we end up just like I'm ranked number 19 and all of a sudden they rank me number 10. And now here's right. Coastal Carolina Chanticleers against Alabama. Right. It's like, yo. And then, and then, but then, yeah. It's like, yo, this then is not fair here. But then there's also schools that like lose out on money too, right? Totally. I that, mean, I'm sure the Chanticleers are telling me, yo, Jay Sills, I'll take yeah. that game. Give me a chance, <laughs> Come on, baby. Just give us a shot. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, so yeah. I agree. I, I personally like the idea. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get at the NCAA. We'll tag yeah. them with this episode and we'll, we'll see would, what they think. I would think. love that. Dude, so I, me too. And you know what I love about this college football season is the loaded, loaded stack to the brim week one. I mean, yes. obviously, like we said, there was a few games, a little teaser weekend, like I like to call college football. They throw it out there because they know they can get some crap games televised mm-hmm. and there's no competition except for, you know, uh, Jake Paul and one of his new uh, shenanigan antics. So... We won't even go down that avenue. Please um, don't. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna give it the press that it doesn't deserve. So we'll stick we'll stick the press on the right coverage. And uh, I think that this weekend of college football is gonna be freaking epic, man. Yes. it's gonna be epic. So this is a little bit off topic, but I mean, we got Clemson uh, and Georgia. 
neutral mm-hmm. site in week one. Yes. I mean, that's like straight, like, yes. that's like if you're a college football fan out there listening to this right now, like, you couldn't have drawn up a better game in week one. I mean, especially unless somehow how you're going to get Clemson, Alabama, but that's not going to happen. Especially how they both, both teams, like, ended the year. Yeah. Last season, yep. like... I agree. Dude, I, I, I am so excited to see Super. JT Daniels play for the for the Bulldogs, man. Ooh. I'm a big Daniels fan. I am too. I'm a big Daniels fan. I and am you know, too. so and I think him and George Pickens are gonna do big things this year. And yes. do you happen to know But he's out. He's out for a first half, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. Suspension, right? Yeah. First half suspension. But it's all right. He's gonna come out at halftime, they ain't gonna know how to react. Safeties ain't gonna be ready for it. Pickens going right down the scene, baby. I wanna ask you, do you know if he's related to Carl Pickens? I have no idea. I've always idea. wondered that. I'm going to get on that. Listeners, if you're out there and you know of George Pickens out of the Georgia Bulldogs is related to the late, uh, not late, but the great uh, Carl Pickens from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, hit me up. Send me a DM. All right. Might get some uh, persistence culture gear out of it if you can give me the right answer. Um, so uh, back on topic, though, Georgia Clemson, man, yes. epic game. But we're leaving out Alabama and Miami, Miami. dude. Yes. What do you think about that? I know that I know that you're a Bama fan. I'm so what do you think? Do you feel so as an Alabama fan, do you feel at all worried about the Hurricanes? Do you feel at all it's worried all, about Ida coming on you, man? I, I'm always worried about week one because yeah. week one mm-hmm. is I mean, first impression of the season. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, Nobody knows who's who. Um, I mean, especially from like, I think it was like four or five years ago when they played SC and like the first half was just like, what is, what is going this? on? Yeah. SC's kind of hanging around. Like, yeah. And then. But, I think that was Sam Darnold, right? Shout out yeah. to Sammy. Yeah. And then oh. there was the emergence of uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> and then that was it. Yeah. yeah he the, finally dialed it in. And that's usually how Bama rolls. Yeah, that's exactly. usually how the tide rolls yeah, in so, week one. And that's kind of what I was worried. I'm like, I'm thinking. So like if. We'll see what the first half looks like. And if Bama just rolls first half, then it's like, okay. Oh, then you know it's over. Miami needs to hang around in the first half for even to have a chance. Uh, To me, I almost think they need to lead in the first half. Yeah. Like like hanging around is not going to do it. You need to be in front. I heard this stat about like the, in the, in the three or four losses that uh, Miami had lost last year that in the first half they were outscored 49 to three. Yeah. Yeah, I like, think one yeah, of those was against he, NC State, too. Yeah, like, one, NC State came was. out and housed them, and they got the swagger, man. And once you take that away from them, they, don't, they can't get it back. They can't get it back. They're not like those old-school Miami teams, and no, that's where I got a gripe. And I, I actually, I um, big shout-out to one of my, uh, my coworkers, Ed. He actually said the, 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 the quote that I used earlier. I kinda, we were kind of talking about sports gambling, and I was like, yeah, and you even got Miami, you know, as 19-and-a-half-point dogs against Alabama. And he kind of chuckled, and he's like, what, are they got the alums coming to play for them? Are they straight? Strapping back up or what? And I was like, you know what? That's, like That's a true, true way, statement. Dude. That's a true statement. The but, only way. But, but, but real talk is it's a lot different Miami team than, than they were used to. They yeah. lost a few guys to the That's NFL. That's two but, game. But yeah. Manny Diaz now, you're in year three of your program, right? Mm-hmm. You got your guys, right? You your your guys, guys are supposed to be in there now. You should have yep. got somebody by now that's worth a damn, uh, especially with the transfer portal. They got Charleston Rambo, yeah. big-time receiver from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. He's already shown oh, that yeah. he can play ball. So there's another oh, yeah. weapon for D'Eric King. Derek Enter King. the 19th-year senior. You know? <laughs> I know, right? I, I love me some D'Eric like King. Barrett. Yeah, I love me some D- I love me some D'Eric King, but he's always there. So maybe this is finally, finally the year, year that he gets it. You know, he's got the COVID waiver, the injury waiver. He's got all the waivers that you could find in the NCAA, and it's finally going to pay off this year. Um, maybe with a big win at Alabama. It's 19 and a half, you said, right? Yes, 19 and a half. It's on a uh, neutral field. Neutral um, field. One thing that I always give respect to Alabama, though, is that they don't start the year with a cupcake. They leave Furman State. 
They leave South Alabama. They leave They leave uh, Louisiana, Citadel. Monroe, yeah. uh, Citadel. Those guys are week two guys. Yeah. They come out They come out the gates hot, and I think Saban has a, has a recipe for that where it's like, hey, we want to give the guys something to focus on and then give them a treat afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. No disrespect, Citadel, but it's just uh, it's Georgia just, Southern. Come on, you know Georgia Southern. Oh, I love your triple option attack, but it ain't got no answers for uh, for the D line of Alabama. Um, so with that being said, going into this year, you got a couple Heisman hopefuls right there in the uh, in the first game, right? Right. So you you got a, you got a couple in that first game. You definitely got a couple in Clemson and Georgia. So what more can you ask for other than Heisman hopefuls going up against Heisman hopefuls right out the gate? Yes. Let's 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 slim this race down right out the shoots. So my question to you, Ray, is who's your favorite to, to bring home the old stiff arm trophy? Bro, the no, someone we didn't even mention. Okay. Mr. Sam Howell, North Carolina. Ooh. I think Mac Brown. Another He's big getting, game Friday night in Blacksburg, uh, Virginia. That's going to yeah. be a tough test for your, for your yeah, Heisman dude, hopeful right there. I, I think he, if, if he goes unscathed in his conference, yeah. he's, He's bound to stack some stats. And he already and has he stacked goes, stats. Exactly. And if he goes undefeated and then gets his team into the playoff, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why right? not, Sam Howell? Why not? He's a senior. It's, it's, he's, like, he's got that quintessential story. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's who my hopeful is. I mean, I know that Spencer Rattler, he's going he's gonna, he's gonna to put up stats. Put up stats. He's going to put up stats, but that's because there's a lot of Big 12 teams that don't have defenses. That, I was just going to say they're where the, where What I can agree with you against Sam Howell, if he does the stats, you got some, some defensive stalwarts like playing on the road in Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. And then I do agree, like, he's got a favorable matchup. He has to play Miami, um, but... He doesn't play Clemson, right? He doesn't don't play, play Clemson. Here. He doesn't play the huge. big dog. He doesn't play the big dog in the yard until yeah, the but championship I don't think the game. Big dog in the yard ain't that big. But in a championship the... game. I mean, like we talked yeah, about earlier, ACC is weak. ACC yes. is weak. I'd be flabbergasted if Clemson doesn't make it to the ACC championship. Yeah, they will. They will. They'll be Absolutely. there, right? Yes. They'll be there. And even if they lose one, chances are everybody yeah. else loses they, two. They're not going to lose a conference game, but they that's going to be tough. I think Georgia's going to win. Okay, so I, 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 I like that. We'll get into that a little bit. We'll get into that a little bit. We'll get into that a little bit later down, <laughs> down the road. Um, but I, I like Sam Howell. I actually am a big Sam Howell fan, and he's an underestimated runner, too. Absolutely. Underestimated I was just runner. He's very underestimated. His feet are good. He's uh, very elusive in the pocket. And he's not scared to run. No, he's he not. not. And he's one of those dudes that knows when he's inside the 10-yard line. I've noticed oh, that. Yeah. Like, if it's a snap Shoulder from the eight, if that's it. He's just going to go. Down. If you he's give like him, how that Baker Mayfield in him If you give bit. him five yards of free open space from oh, the eight-yard line, he's going he's gonna to bull rush whoever's in the yes. way. And uh, I like that. I like that little old school Oklahoma moxie, drill. Dude. He's yeah. got some moxie yeah. in that guy. Oh, moxie. I, 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 one of my most favorite sports terminology yes. words in the dictionary. It's the so moxie. Indes- like, right? Isn't it like this indescribable thing that it really some is. dudes have? Like, exactly. What yeah. is that this guy's what got? What you talking about, moxie? He's got it. it. And it, and Moxie is different in every person. It right? really is. It, re- it totally different. is. And it's it, almost like swagger, but like it's different. Yeah. It's swagger it's, before swagger. Yeah. Yeah. Before swagger almost, was a thing, you had Moxie. Uh, yeah. And I think Moxie is more, more into the game than yeah. it is like appearance. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you swag said. Swag is like appearance and yeah, you look all cool. But 100%. Like, like Moxie we were saying. is like, what the fuck does that guy have in his 
something. DNA. Yeah, it's, it's something. I feel like it's I feel like it's a I feel like it's a genetic trait. Yeah. And like we were talking earlier, um, where Miami sometimes they get that swagger taken away from you. One thing yeah. about Moxie to me is you can't take it from him. Nope. You can have Sam Howell down by twenty one points and yeah. he's gonna come screaming back. Yeah, remember that I remember a couple years back, Tyron Matthew, how he was a honey badger. That, yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's Moxie. Yeah, that dude exactly. had a knack for the game that's it. that you can't pinpoint. He just has it. He just knows what the quarterback's gonna do, 100%. what the play is. Every single time, he just does. He just yeah. does. Okay, so I can agree with you, but I'm also going to disagree with you. Sam Howell is a great choice. Right. Sam Howell is a great choice, um, but it's going to be tough with him. He's going to have to hit all those little marks along yes, the way of being undefeated, beating Un- Clemson in a championship game, and going to the college football playoffs. Yes, which uh, if you Are go back all to very exactly, doable. and if you go back, Brown, yeah, all very doable. I think you go back to the very first episode of Press Cover Sports. I think that was a topic, and I think that I'm on the record saying that I think UNC has the best chance to be yes, one of the dark that. horses out into the college football playoffs. In the so playoffs, yes. I'm on record. I'm on record with that one. Uh, so I do kind of hope it comes true. Um, but I'm I'm riding with your boy, and I'm going with Bryce Young. Okay, <laughs> a lot of guys out there probably never heard of them. And you know what? A lot of people don't win the Heisman their first year starting. Okay, but I think Bryce Young actually has a really good chance, right? So everybody he hears does. about Devontae Smith leaving. Everybody hears about Jalen Waddle leaving, mm-hmm. Najee Harris leaving. Come on, we're talking about Alabama. They don't rebuild, they reload. They and reload. actually, they're not even they're not even reloading because there's still bullets in the gun. John Mechie. John Mechie. John Mechie was like the 17th, uh, 17th uh, highest receiver yard total in the nation last year so it's like you're telling me you got a top 20 wide receiver and that's reloading yeah. that's, that's, that's rebuilding who that guy is right? exactly exactly <laughs> he'll tell you very quickly he learned they learned who he was he very fast skittles out yeah and and on top of that you know not only are they tough wide receivers but they play in big games because they play for alabama yes. so they're gonna help this new guy that never yes. started and what to me is the biggest trait that helps you through college football when you can run Ask Kyler Murray, ask Spencer Rattler, ask Michael Vick, ask even like we were talking about Sam Howell, Trevor Lawrence, they, Deshaun Watson. They all use it their first year starting is their God-given ability to run the football when things break down. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Young can do that to a degree that we're not even sure we know yet. Yeah, we're not even sure did, we know yet. Uh, I, I saw, <clears throat> I've been actually following Bryce Young for a really long time. Um, since he was a, he's like, a SoCal kid. He's, he's, a, a SoCal he's here, kid. here. Yeah. he burned, he burned USC and I don't care because he's not burning UCLA, oh, but shit. still, yeah, he did burn USC. but he That's did burn funny. USC. So, <laughs> but he, I, I did see some of his highlights when he was at cathedral, when he was yep. a freshman and sophomore. Mm-hmm. Right. But then he, and then he transferred to modern day. And he did not run much in, in modern day. No, he didn't he, have to. Well, like, they, I think they probably he, wanted him to show his throwing oh, ability dude, because that's he, how you make he it. He dealt the ball like mm-hmm. like a surgeon, dude. He was yeah. so good, and he did run when he needed to. Yeah. And uh, I think they, I think they won the national championship. Yeah, they did. Honestly. And for anybody out there that yeah. doesn't follow high school football, I mean, modern day is the cream of the crop. They're the, yes. the top tier school out here in, yes. in Southern California. So, I mean, he definitely had there weapons. IMG he definitely had people. IMG was exactly. IMG. And I, I don't even think IMG is modern day yet. No. Don't get me wrong. I love me some. I love me some hey, IMG. IMG and, uh, is the real deal. No, nah, they're real deal. Don't get but me wrong. They're modern real day deal, was like, like you said, they, they were come over here and check out modern day. They might, you know, I don't know. There's a reason they don't schedule each other, right? Yeah. So they did one. Know? They did a couple years ago. Did they? Yeah, and, and it was epic. Who won? Do you remember? I think 
I think Waterdate won. Okay, I got to look it up. I remember back when I was in high school, and I remember when it was AJ Green's team versus Tim Tebow's team. That was like right when ESPN oh, first started. Yeah, when they started they very first started, started broadcasting games yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, and I remember that. That was epic. And now, I big shout out to ESPN for doing that, oh, hey, bigging yeah. up the high school game. Um, you know, so so that's cool. It's only putting people on a bigger platform and get to get to show themselves off. Um, but yeah, so I'm going. I'm going a. Uh, I'm going with Bryce Young. You know, yeah. and then you got an offense coordinator. Right, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Okay, Coming back from the NFL, <laughs> like 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 he's not he's not he's no joke. He's no joke. That's what I'm right? saying. So call so, him what you want, but he's not a GM. So the Texans no. messed up by making him a GM, and he's probably not a head coach. But he's uh, he's a successful offensive coordinator. Yeah, and, he's a very good position coach, and he has experience with quarterbacks with mm. Bryce Young's talent set entered Deshaun Watson. He yep. had terrible teams. Deshaun Watson was always a top five quarterback in the league. Every yep. year he took that piece of trash roster to the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. they were always relevant. So yep. now you take that piece of trash roster and turn it into actual people with talent. And yeah. I think Bill O'Brien's got this, the sky set high for Bryce Young this year. Um, and, and, and you know, the quarterback room's not is pretty damn good. Yeah, you compete. So if you're starting, you deserve to start. And uh, you're coming out the gates. You're coming out the gates with a tough opponent. So it's going to be instantly noticed on TV. Mm -hmm. Bryce Young comes out and roasts Miami. That instantly puts him as the favorite as the Heisman. So that's my biggest argument to you versus Sam Howell is that Bryce Young has the easier step to get to the front. Yes. Where Sam Howell is going to be chasing the whole year until he finally gets to the front. Yeah. So we can agree to disagree on those things. And we'll just, you know what? Uh, Press coverage sports episode 20 or 21. It's going to be a (laughs) lot more clear. We'll we'll, we'll revisit it. But so that's fun. That's easy, right? Those are both guys that everybody knows. Um, But I want to spin it a little bit. And who do you think may be the dark horse for the Heisman Trophy out there, right? And that's kind of my favorite way to look at it. I'm going to take first crack at this. Yes, please. So then I can think a little bit. So I'm going to take first crack at this because I kind of, I kind of dropped a little, little name drop for him earlier because I really like this school. I like the way they're heading. I like their story behind them. They're recently new to division one since 2018, but coastal Carolina Chanticleers has a young man by the name of Grayson McCall. If you haven't seen him yet, he's got a badass mullet an even better mustache and he's an even better quarterback. (laughs) All right. So that's the level, right? goes mullet mustache and then quarterback. Those are his greatness status okay i mean he is good if you guys watched him uh he upset uh the byu zach wilson train last year that's probably where you may have seen him nationally um it wasn't his greatest showing uh but he's a he's a g all right he's good they got a couple of they're in the sun belt right they're in the sun belt yeah they're in the sun belt right so with that being said obviously he's gonna have the very few very few moments in the sun right so ironically, right? <laughs> he's right there in the sun belt. He ain't gonna get much sun. Um, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to scrap for it. He's gonna right. have to kick everyone's ass all year long. But he's got just the right amount of televised games, right? So I'm calling them big name opportunities, but they're not necessarily big name opportunities. So he's got a televised game on ESPN on Friday night, all by himself against. Appalachian State. Appalachian State is a good team. Also going to be ranked in the top 25, hopefully, when they have a matchup in week five. So that's going to be a big top 25 matchup. Grayson McCall, you got to ball out, young man. You got to have the biggest game of the year that year for you to have a chance. If you just scrape by a victory, doesn't matter. You're done. You got to ball out. Uh, Last year, he finished with 2,500 yards, 26 touchdowns to only three picks, uh, 569 rushing yards to seven rushing touchdowns. So we're talking, you got 33 in a shortened season. They only played 10 games. 
and uh, only three turnovers. He fumbled none. He never, he never lost a fumble. So that right there, those are a pretty good stat line. Now the kicker is he's got two more nationally televised games. Georgia Southern, <laughs> he kind of dogged them earlier. All right, but well, they run because the, they, they play at Alabama. They're disciplined. Like the, yeah. They're disciplined, right? They run a triple option. Yeah. They're a res like Novocaine, all right? Give yeah. it time. It always works, okay? Unless you're playing <laughs> Alabama. Unless you're playing Alabama, okay? And then they also have another nationally televised game against Buffalo, which is another perennial bowl game yeah, team, type of team too. they play, right? So so those are some decent games, and he's going to be on TV. That's the main thing about Heisman, yeah, right? People need to watch him, TV. right? If nobody ever watches you and Grayson McCall all of a sudden wins the Heisman Trophy, they're like, yeah. who the f- is this guy? You know, yeah. where did this dude like come from? Like that Liberty quarterback. Exa- oh, supposedly. Malik Willis. Yes. But here's the but other he's thing. he's not mine. But they, ball, they balled out They balled out against uh, Malik Willis last year. Coastal Carolina, yeah. they beat them in the bowl game. Shout out to my boy Hugh Freeze, too, which is one of yeah. my favorite coaches in the game, <laughs> uh, doing big things with Liberty and Malik Willis. Um, so he's another name to watch. Uh, you said he wasn't yours, but I think Grayson McCall has a chance. But the kicker is he needs to be the highest ranked non-Power 5 at the end of the year, which mm. means Cincinnati needs to crumble, which I don't know if it's going to happen, but Cincinnati needs to fall apart somewhere so they can end up being the team that plays the random sec team that doesn't make the playoffs right <laughs> you know you got to be that guy yeah. you got to play, play you got to play the game. georgia or the lsu or the old whoever whoever the worst uh second best L- sec team is you got to yeah. be that guy to take a shot at them but that's my guy gracie mccall if you haven't looked him up check him out they're gonna be an easy cover for the first three or four weeks while the handicappers figure him out so <laughs> check him out check out my boy mccall but who you got man Kayvon thibodeau Oh, going defense on me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, if I saw his, I was watching his highlights a couple weeks ago, and that dude's a difference maker. Oh, and yeah. He's already projected yeah. to be like the number two pick next year in the NFL. Another SoCal like, kid. Shout out to Oaks Christian. Kid. But for real, like he's a difference maker. He truly is. And I, I think what they're what they're doing with him in Oregon, they're yeah, they're they're, they're, they're really showcasing his talents. Him. Yes. Yes, they've definitely built a, a really solid defense around him. I like Thibodeau, man. I, think, I like Thibodeau. But what kind of stat line? All right, let me ask you this. What kind of stat line you think this kid needs to have to win it as a defensive player? He's got to average like two sacks a game, dude. Like two sacks type, a game. So we're talking like we're talking like twenty sacks, that twenty sacks total. Okay. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to think of the last time a defensive games. player or only time. Am I wrong Charles by Woodson? saying only time Charles Woodson? I believe so. Yeah, I think only time Charles Woodson. He also returned a couple punts and yeah. caught a couple receiving touchdowns. Yeah. So does does Tibby need to get in the end zone? I don't think so. I don't know, man. I mean, he could just just for show. So you think twenty? You think twenty sacks? You think twenty sacks is good 20 enough? Twenty sacks but and like twenty plus tackles, tackles for, for loss. loss. Yeah, like big tackles for but loss. But what does Oregon need to do? Oregon has to has to go undefeated for they sure. They got to make and the they, playoffs. And they make okay, playoffs okay, sure. I can dig that. Then I can see that happening. If they go undefeated, Thibodeau's got twenty sacks. You got it. At that point, you got. He's got to be like right yeah, he's there. Got, remember he's how, how, how right dominant Navy and Clowney was? Like yeah. how he was. Yeah, yeah. Like that type of nasty. He's got to be that type of nasty, and then some. Like, yeah. but the team needs to yeah. work. The team needs to work because yeah. I remember when Sue Absolutely. finished like third in the in the rankings, and yeah. he was a beast. But Nebraska lost like four games that year. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so I can I can definitely respect that. I like that dark horse cho- uh, choice because I'm a I'm a big fan of defense. You know, yeah, so I don't same. think defensive players get enough get enough love, get That's enough what, shine in yeah. college. You know, I was thinking that right when it was dark horse, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm thinking defense. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So I I could see that happening. I can see that happening as tough task for uh, Oregon, but actually we're gonna get into a little topic like that in a second here. Um, but I want to switch conferences from the uh, Pac-12 and the Ducks to the SEC. And uh, we said uh, Hugh Freeze is one of my favorite coaches in college football. I got two other favorite coaches, right? So, And they both happen to reside in Mississippi right now. So I, I love Lane Kiffin and I love Mike Leach, right? So you got Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Both of them had subpar years for SEC standards. Because basically, if you're not good in the oh, SEC, man. you suck, right? So, yeah. like, Missouri will <laughs> always, yeah, exactly. Missouri will always be, Missouri will always be rotating coaches. You yeah. know, those bottom of the barrel teams, Arkansas will always be rotating coaches yeah. because they're constantly chasing being good. Where right. other conferences, ACC, you get to flounder around, you know? You get yeah. to have a few two and uh, eight seasons. Like, that like shit don't cut in the shit. SEC. Yeah, no. And then you got to play the hardest teams too. So it's in, yeah. it's impossible. It's impossible to keep a good coaching job in uh, the SEC. But I'm rooting for both of these guys. So my question yeah, to you, I like both these guys too. My question to you then is, who do you think has a better year this year? Do you think the Ole Miss running Rebels and uh, the 40 pound slimmer Lane Kiffin, or Mr. Air Raid himself, Mississippi State and Mike Leach? I think Mr. Lane Kiffin because I think. They have uh, a not necessarily a dark horse Heisman hopeful, but a legitimate Heisman hopeful, Matt Corral. Yeah, I love me some Matt Corral. Um, they don't have, is it uh, Moore? Eli uh, Moore. Seen, Eli, Eli Moore. He'll Elijah be running Moore, rounds yeah, for Zach Wilson and the Jets. Right, so he, he's gone. But and what's I the mean, tight end's not, name, too? Uh, man, I can't remember. It started with a Y. So my apologies. But they also lost a really good yeah. uh, pass catching tight end, too. Yeah. Um, but look, I mean, they gave, they gave a lot of schools a run for the money mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they beat a lot of good teams and, and they had, they had some solid transfers too. Yeah. Uh, they had, uh, they had, uh, what's his name? Uh, you're talking about losing a wide receiver, but, uh, speaking of Missouri, uh, being at the bottom of the barrel, they got, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Knox. He's a receiver from Missouri. He had uh, he had sixty two catches and like five hundred and ninety yards. But like out of top the, three receivers, yeah. But out of their out of their out of his sixty two catches, seven of them went for touchdowns. So I mean, that's a pretty good clip. You're talking yeah. about you're talking about more than ten percent of your catches go for touchdowns. Yeah, for I'll take yeah. that out of a receiver. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that. I like that. I like Matt Corral, and I think Matt Corral is gonna be tough, man. Yeah. And Lane Kiffin draws up some solid offenses. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I've always liked Lane Kiffin. Yeah. As a, Offensive mind. I'm a firm believer that he's the reason that Devin Singletary has a job in the NFL because he has not been producing in the NFL for the Bills, uh, but he was a touchdown fucking machine for Lane Kiffin. I mean, I think he averaged like 25 fucking touchdowns a season, and uh, now, now he barely averages 25 carries a season for the Bills. Um, so step it up, Devin. Take it back to Florida Atlantic. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to switch it up on you, man. I'm going Mr. Air Raid himself. Sound the alarms. My man, Mike Leach, man. I'll tell you what. Since I've been watching college football... When I started watching college football, he was like the offensive coordinator for Texas Tech. Yes. Well, not when I started Same. watching college football, you know, so I, I always watch college football. But like when I started to like think about coaches and schemes and I was yeah. playing like football, what, like what makes like this, what's actually, this team different? Oh, it's exactly. This guy what am I what watching? His, yeah. Why is Michael Crabtree so good? You know, <laughs> 
Enter Mike Leach. Yeah. Why is this quarterback throwing <laughs> yeah. for 400 yards yeah. every week? <laughs> Why does how, how did Michael Crabtree catch 140 fucking passes this year? Sheesh. Mike Leach, you know, I'm saying, you know, why is Gardner Minshew in the NFL? Right. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, big shout out to Mike Leach and just his air raid system changed the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought about it before anyone else did. Yeah. So he gets to definitely crown that throne uh, or crown himself on that throne. Um, but they finished with two straight wins. They had a bad year, right? They had a bad oh, year. And on, unfortunately, year. their offense had a really bad year. Their yeah. defense actually held their yeah, own, which like is rotating quarterbacks. Yeah, rotating quarterbacks issues. and like averaging 18 points per game, which is just nonsense if you ask me. So Mike Leach had a rude awakening in the SEC. But I feel like he got his feet set at the end of the year. He got two straight wins. They beat a really good Tulsa team in, uh, I forget what bowl game. I think the Armed Forces bowl game. Um, so that's a, good, that's a good start going into the offseason. But then they got... Three of their top four wide receivers coming back. They got two yeah. running. They got two running backs. Both their main starting running backs coming back, and then they got Will Rogers, the quarterback. So he's okay. He's not. I'm not sold on Will Rogers, but guess what? No one was sold on Aaron Gordon. No one was <laughs> sold on Gardner Minshew. No one was sold on any of these guys that Mike Leach makes good. All right. right, right, and um, so, those are only the yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking about the people numbers that numbers that everyone else that yeah. played under him that you didn't mention, yeah. still put up numbers. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, Graham yeah. Harrell. Graham Harrell. Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking about, about all of these college football yeah. like record holders, and, and the yeah. one thing is in common is it's Mike fucking Leach. He's yeah. the guy that's in common. Okay, none of them really have great receivers. Crabtree obviously was a great receiver. He was, yeah, he was definitely the diamond in the rough for yeah. him. Uh, Amendola too, right? Yeah, they had Amendola, but I mean, yeah, Amendola. I, I have a hate and love relationship with that guy. I mean, I don't know. He wasted a contract for my dolphin, so I got a little bit of a beef with Amendola. Uh, I think he's more personal of, things. Yeah, he's more of a product of Mike Leach and Tom Brady. Other than that, Amendola ain't got no love for me. He give me Wes Welker, yeah, Wes Welker, but he's he's not part of that. Uh, he's not part of that. Um, uh, alumni but yeah so i'm going mike leach i'm going mike leach this is another one we're going to revisit on say episode 20 or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, and uh but i think like i think i think i think that's one of the fun things i made it a topic because i think that's one of the fun things that i'm looking at there are two sec programs that need to climb their way out right. of the basement and it's tough to do but the yeah. one thing that lane kiffin can do i'll give you that is score points yeah he put up like fucking 63 on alabama which is absolutely just- unheard of but I mean, also gave up seventy five or whatever. Yeah, but it was. dude, it was still a two touchdown game. Yeah, no, he hung, right? he hung, he hung, and that's, and that's, I mean, if that's all Miami you can ask for, can right? Keep it within two touchdowns no. this week, then yeah. They, do I they think the the, do I think the Canes are going to put up sixty three? I don't know. I don't do I think Alabama is going to put up 75? Mm, I'm not going to. I would say yes to that before I say yes to 63 for the Canes. So the Canes got some work to do. That's for sure. But so do Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They got to uh, they got to prove some doubters wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like if both of them have the same exact season, they both might be shit canned. Yep. You know, Mike Leach might be uh, going back up to the uh, the hazy skies of uh, Washington, Washington State. State. Uh, but I did love watching me some Washington State games when Leach yeah. was there, man. They were fun, man. They were fun. High scoring yeah. games. I remember like. Like watching like the uh, USC game on primetime and then like the Washington State games going yeah. on the same time, yeah. right? But not watching it because uh-huh. it's obviously regional or whatever. And like looking at the highlight and it's like touchdown, 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 Washington State. Touchdown Washington State. And Only problem is scores like touchdown everybody else. else. I was like scores like forty two <laughs> to twenty eight. Like yeah. damn. I remember That's that a one fun game to watch, though. I'm sure you remember that game. I think it was two years ago, obviously, because he wasn't there the year before that. But uh, when UCLA came back, I think they were down. I think they were literally down something like 52 to 24 oh, or something yeah. like that I in the second half. Josh yeah. Rosen yeah. brought him back. And fucking Josh Rosen. Shout out to Josh Rosen. Uh, but yeah, 
You're not going to hear your name too much on the show, Josh. So I want to make it loud and clear <laughs> when I say it, man. I'm rooting for you. I do like you. I do like you. But you'd be uh, a solid guy now. Like yeah, that. it's tough. It's a tough hill you're climbing. Uh, yeah. So keep on pushing, Josh. But moving on from that, another uh, another uh, tough hill to climb. Uh, we're speaking of an ex uh, Pac-12 kind of guy, and uh, another tough hill to climb is the college football playoff mountain for Pac-12 teams. They just right. don't seem to really be uh, be there at the end of the year, right? So nope. I mean realistically we kind of touch base on it with uh Thibodeau and uh what he needs his team to do but this topic is going to be what Pac-12 team has the most likely chance to go undefeated which is the only way in hell I don't even think it guarantees them a playoff spot no. but it's the only way um so my scenario where this undefeated team wouldn't make it would be let's say Clemson loses to Georgia and then they run the table. I think right. they might put a one-loss Clemson team, unfortunately, in the playoffs, which is bullshit because they're going to be beating up on a bunch of sorry-ass ACC teams. Where you look at the Pac-12, we got we got like seven and teams in the top twenty-five. I was just gonna say, like, of the twelve teams, yeah. at least more, more than half of them yeah. are legit teams. Uh, I think it's we seven. can't say that about the ACC. Hell no, or the Hell big, no. or the Big Ten. Yeah, nope. So Pac-12 is going to be tough this year. So, very. Mr. Ray Amato. Who do you think out of those 12? Or, well, I think Oregon. Yeah. You think Oregon's got Oregon. the best shot? Why yeah. so? Give me some their facts. Defense. Okay. I think their defense. Okay. I think Tyler Show is going to show off this year. All right. He, yeah. he was okay last year. Uh, they, all the, all the hype behind like them, not, they, they lost the Pac-12 game without even playing the Pac-12 championship yeah. game, that, that, all that stuff. Yeah. I, um, I think with a full season, I think they'll be fine. I think so too. I think Mario Cristobal did it, uh, is going to turn Oregon into the Alabama of the West. Whoa! Yes. Whoa! Yes. Mario Cristobal of, is the next Nick Saban. Is that what I'm hearing? Not, out of not it? the next Nick Saban, but the Alab like the, as far as recruiting. Because in my opinion, I think if it, it's all about recruiting. Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. I can agree with that. And, and then if you were able to lure people that would be going to other schools, like said Alabama, mm -hmm. LSU mm -hmm. or whatever, and you can pull them up and keep them, quote, unquote, home in the West Coast, yeah. right, in Oregon, and then every, every kid knows now that Oregon is right down the street from nike oh yeah no you get all and the nike you know, gear you get all get the uniforms all, you're gonna be you're looking gonna, fly and that has a lot to do fly. has a lot to do has a lot to do yeah. with it and um what they're what i what i'm seeing what they're put, producing as far as um nfl prospects now like they're starting to show out putting people out yep. like not just position play not not just like um wide receivers play, wide receivers or, yeah. like look at some of their linebackers yeah. some of their linemen are coming out looking mm -hmm. looking back -back. nfl ready like okay yeah back to back okay. top 10 picks you know i mean uh, the ducks are the ducks are for real they're putting out yeah. they're putting out quality players you know and uh yeah and that's super important so yeah i think i like i like i like the angle that you're taking for the uh, Pac-12 defense. I think defense is definitely going to be the key. Yeah. You always think you got to stay yeah. you got to stay consistent in the like we were just talking about. The Pac-12 beats each other up. They do. Every year. They really do. And if your defense and it's usually like a team that just catches another team like oh, they didn't scheme right. No. That's it. Right? And then it usually comes down to coaching. And I'll give yeah. you that Crystal Ball does does maybe have the edge over yeah. everybody, right? Um so I do I do like that. I do like that uh 
thought process of going with going with defense and I'm kind of going with defense I'm kind of going with defense too with my pick um and I do like the ducks I think that's possible but I beg to differ on one portion of the argument and that is going to be schedule right right so I think I think Oregon goes to Michigan this year don't they do they go to Michigan Look up the early. Look up the beginning of their schedule real quick while mm-hmm. while I while I continue. Um, I think they have. A, I think they have a tough. They have a tough. Somebody in the Pac-12. No, actually, it's Washington. It's Washington. Washington goes to Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, but so my my angle that I was taking was was schedule, and I do like Oregon. They were gonna be they were gonna be a close second in the, in this discussion for they me. Play but Ohio State. Ohio week State. Two. There you go. There you go. Ohio State. We do. <laughs> yes. Okay. So correction. <laughs> Correction. If they're going to go undefeated, that's one hell of a uh, one hell of a mountain to climb. So I'm not saying it's not possible. I think press coverage sports episodes <laughs> episode seven or eight is going to be fire. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, week two college football, Ohio State, bro, Oregon. If you look at it until it gets into conference play, and then obviously conference play is always dope. But if you look at non-conference play this year, you know how they schedule that shit out like five, five six, years, seven yeah. years. Yeah. Dude, it finally aligned this year. It finally oh did, man. I'm telling you, the these, first, these in- first two weeks, and not counting last weekend, are just absolutely amazing. So if you guys don't watch college football out there, I beg you to start. I beg you to start. You are going to yeah. watch some of the best it's, football you've ever seen in your life. It's way different and, than that. And the competition is going to be out of this world. So if you're just a general sports fan that only follows uh, NFL, please, please, Give yourself some time on Saturday. Yes. Educate, educate yourself self on the uh, college football landscape. And there's some epic games to do it this year in week one and week two. Um, but getting back to my uh, getting back to my take, I'm going with the Utah Utes, man. Yeah. I'm going with the Utah Utes. So they're, can, they're consistent. They always are well coached. Uh, and one thing about them is that they have a defense. Another thing about them is they have an absolutely raucous home crowd. Yes. I mean, like, they just get fucking nuts in Utah. Because yes. guess what? I don't know if you've been to Utah. I personally haven't, but it doesn't seem like there's much to do there other than go to a football game. Yes. <laughs> all right? So those fuckers are ready, okay? They are ready to go. Okay, so playing in Utah is tough. And they get every single conceivable hard game on home turf this year. Everybody. They play Oregon there. They play USC there. They play almost all their non-conference, and their non-conference games are trash. The best opponent might be Weber State. Yeah. So that just that just says enough right there. So I'm taking the defense angle like you did, but I'm also leaning on scheduling. Scheduling, scheduling to me, huge. scheduling Obviously, is so huge. I didn't look at that, my bad. So huge, so huge. Um, so the the thing is, they also, everybody be like, ah, but who does Utah really have coming back? It's who they have new, man. The transfer portal is like the new Huge. free agency. And you know, Utah is one of those, for some reason, why is Utah one of those programs that a lot of hot, like, dude, like, yeah, that sounds real. <laughs> it came out weird, but I get what you're saying, like, right? Like really like five-star athletes come in and yeah. be like, oh, we didn't pan out in my at this program. I'm going to go to Utah coaching, to stand man. out. Yeah, I think coaching and then just the ability to just the, play. The schedule yeah. and and. In the schedule. The schedule, man. The schedule. So, so you get, they, yeah. they usually make it to the Pac-12 title game. Yeah. A, they play in the weaker side of the conference. And then yeah. B, they usually have a really good schedule. They usually have a really good schedule. You know, they're usually at home and their home games. If they do play a hard team and it's at home, guess what? They got a good chance to win. You're not going to find them as as home point, uh, I mean, uh, home dogs. You're not going to see Utah as a home dog too no. much on your sports book. And if you do, you might want to look into taking that. Um, but... 
The other thing that I haven't even gotten into yet is they got a young man by the name of Charlie Brewer playing quarterback for them. Um, If you are a college football fan out there, he may sound familiar. He was part of Matt Rule and Baylor's run there at the end when they almost went undefeated that year. Yeah, he was their quarterback. So he transfer portaled to them. He's had concussion issues, you know, and, uh, you know, concussions, you never know when they're going to pop up and they're unfortunate. But if he uh, can keep himself from getting his bell rung, uh, Charlie Brewer is going to be a game changer, man. He instantly, to me, is like a top three quarterback in the Pac-12. Yeah. So now you got a top three defense and a top three quarterback and a lot of games at home with a bunch of rowdy, uh, drunk Utahns. You guys yeah. just have a chance. Yeah. You guys just have a chance to go undefeated. Now, whether or not that team should make the playoffs, we'll leave that up for the uh, quote-unquote experts. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go they go undefeated. They go undefeated. You're definitely going to have to give them a look because that means that they beat Oregon. That means that they beat USC. Mm-hmm. So as long as they can hold their own. Right. I mean, you look at Oregon. Even if they just lose the one game against Ohio State, who's really going to ding them for that? Ohio exactly. State doesn't – they don't lose. No. So uh, – and C.J. Stroud's going to be good this year. You know, C.J. a lot Stroud, of people don't know him. Off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said a He's lot a of Cali people don't know him. He's a boy that left. <laughs> yeah, another one. So, uh, so a lot of people don't know him, but A, yeah. he's got the best quarterback coach in college football getting Brian him ready Day. for this moment. Um, so, I mean, for for me, we'll get into it here in a little bit, but, uh, you know, one of the easiest – one of the easiest lines on the old sports book right now is Ohio State giving 14 at Minnesota. Um, I think Ohio State's going to come out of the gates ripping and roaring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a team with super high expectations, um, which will play into this next uh, topic. What team this year with really high expectations do you think is going to be a flop? They're going to be a disappointment. They're going to let the fans down. Who is it, Ray? Clemson. Oh. Sorry, Dabo. Okay. But yeah, I think it, it's going to start off week one. Okay. I think they're going to lose to Georgia. All right. And I think there are things after that. I think they're, I don't think they're going to pull it off in their conference. Okay. I don't. So who, you think they'll, you think they'll lose a game in their, you think they'll lose a game in their conference? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they actually did have some scares last year, that game against Boston College, but everybody say, oh, they had, uh, I, I can't pronounce his name, but DJ as their quarterback. Uwangalele. Uh, yeah, Uwangalele. So there we go. Now I got that down. Uwangalele had some troubles against Boston College. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's why they're picking this Boston College yeah. squad to finish second. But for some reason, every time they play like Syracuse. Ooh, you know, like Dino Babers and the Fighting you know Orange Men, like man. I love me some like, Dino Babers, man. Hell of a coach. For some reason, every year that Clemson plays Syracuse, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's why? Tough, man. Especially why are the they always dome, giving man? you guys issues? Carrier Dome gets rocking. That's why, yeah, baby. Man. They so, channel their inner Donovan McNabs, man. I yeah, I I think that's that's and I think if they lose a couple, if they lose that the first the first game to Clemson to Clemson or to, to Georgia, sorry, to Georgia. Clemson loses to Georgia, and then maybe like lose to maybe Syracuse again or Ooh. like a real close one to Syracuse, and that's then lose luck. to Louisville or something like that. What like if they what if they the beat what if they beat Georgia? Or no, what if they lose to Georgia? What if they lose to Georgia? And then they get to the ACC championship game, and your boy Sam, Sam Howell is waiting for him, and he beats him, beats him pretty, pretty, beats him by two touchdowns, and Clemson doesn't make the college football playoff. That's still the disappointment. That's a disappointment, right? That's still a disappointment. That's a disappointment. I agree. I can definitely uh, agree like, with that, dude. Unfortunately, like there, there's if they were to fall off, it'd be too easy for them to fall off. Yeah, that's I, where I'm at. I could totally you know agree I mean? with that. I can. Like, I can all see it would that. take after this loss in first in week one. Who yeah. knows? Okay. Who know unless they unless they they're able to reload as as like what all some of these other programs can. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, but I don't, from what I've, I've seen Clemson's not going to reload that much that yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And they that's had the thing. too many seniors on their team. And last when you year. keep, and when you keep reloading and adding up one of these quarterbacks is due to bust. Mm-hmm. So that's where I can kind of, I can kind of feel you on that one. He's not going to bust, but <laughs> he signed a huge deal with, uh, uh, Uang, uh DJ Wangalele. Mm-hmm. He signed an um, NIL deal with, uh, well, the NIL uh, deals are just out of this world. Yeah. He signed a deal with, uh, What's his name? Gary V. Mm-hmm. Who's Gary V? You don't know who Gary V is? No, I don't. Oh man, my podcasters get on this guy for not knowing who Gary V is. He's on like me. one of the most like who influential dudes on 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 social media. Like, oh, okay. Next time you, see, oh, I gotta okay. step up my social media game. I'll tell he's you guys. A, DM me so it makes me start using it more. Gary V is the man. He's a super influential, um, inspiring, super okay. inspiring guy. So. All right. Well, good thing for you. I'm all. I'm all yeah. for. I'm all for college. College athletes getting their money. So go yeah. for it, DJ. Get your money. Uh, Bryce Young's another dude that yep. got his money. He's like oh, up to dude. like a million dollars or something in and crazy and uh, and uh, scholarships. The whole Alabama squad. I, I seriously, saw they're all like racking up, dude. Actually, there's one cat I saw. Uh, I said it, I think on a previous show, but there's one dude from Miami already said, "Yo, whoever signs, I don't care if you're a two star offensive tackle, you get 500 bucks a month while you go to Miami to play football." So, I mean, right there, right there. Oh, don't matter who you are, right there. I don't know who you guys. are or what what you are, but you get, you get sponsored by by this Jeez. one cat in Miami, you know. Um, but that sounds like some Kane kind of stuff, man. It sounds yeah. like some Uncle Lou, you know. <laughs> I got a booth, I got a booth for you at the club, dog. You you sign with Miami. I got a seat for you in a bottle waiting, Uncle Lou. Well, that's what they got to take it back to, man. That's the yeah. last time they were worth a damn. Yeah. Um, you know. So, and that's why I can't really go against Alabama. I wanted to pick them as much as I wanted to. I really did. I wanted to say. Screw Alabama. I'm tired of them running my goddamn college football thing. Everybody revolves around them, you know, and who knows? Maybe there's a chance that they lose an SEC game. There's a small one, but... There's not that so to, with Alabama losing in a game, they have to play one of those like transcending quarterbacks. When I think of Alabama losing, I think of Johnny Football fucking running around the field right. like a madman and chucking up bombs to Mike Evans. Yeah, who's gonna do that? Don't get me wrong, Matt Corral. I like Matt Corral. Might he might try? <laughs> yeah, but but I just don't I don't see him being able to do that. He's not as polarizing as Johnny Football. He doesn't come with the same type of swagger. He does have some swagger. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not trying to knock you, Matt Corral, but you just, it's just I don't see it happening, man. I don't see it happening. I think I think it's in tuscaloosa this year yeah um if it's in mississippi i'll give him a boxer's chance but other than that lights out um so i just don't see alabama really losing any games and i think starting off against miami is going to be good for them i really do i the the biggest part of my heart wants to say miami's going to hang around man and i wanted to hope they do i hope they cover dude i wanted to take i wanted to take miami on the money line so bad oh dude oh man it was begging for it was screaming at me 19 bet on me bet on on the money line well the way i like it the way i look at it right one of my one of my cardinal sins in the sill system is never bet on a loser to not lose that bad because why do you want to bet on a loser true so if I'm betting on a dog that's getting points, I'm either confident that I can pick them straight up on the money line or I ain't picking them at all because I don't want to bet that you're just going to hang around, all right? That's always bad news, okay? If you're just counting on somebody to just yeah. hang around, yeah. that's, that's a, bad, that's a bad, bad strategy out there. If anybody's listening uh, that, that likes a recreational gamble, that's a bad strategy. Um, but back to the topic at hand, who do I think is going to be a big upset this year? I'm going with Notre Dame. 
Okay, I think Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is finally going to show their true colors well before a wasted college football playoff matchup. Um, I feel like with all the turnover that they got, and the main guy that they're hyping up is the safety Kyle Hamilton. Guess what? Safety doesn't get it done. No. Okay, so they're going back to an independent conference. They're going to play USC. They're going to get beat by USC. They're going to play. Yep. They're going to play a couple of tough teams in the ACC. They're going to lose to somebody like a Boston College or something yep. like that. They're going to be tough. I think they play Purdue, and I almost like Purdue to beat them too. In the battle of uh, mm-hmm. Indiana, so I, I really think I really think uh, Notre Dame loses. They're four, gonna take a huge step. Back I think they're gonna lose about four or five games. Uh, fire their head coach, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to hit reset. You know, I know that they have the prestige, and everybody loves the gold helmets, and everybody's seen Rudy. But this is gonna be an off year for for Notre Dame. I think they're gonna be. I, agree. I think they're gonna be terrible. I, again, so uh, that's where no, I think they weren't terrible last year. No, they, they weren't terrible. Yeah. They weren't but, terrible. Yeah. They got the they got the free win against uh, against Clemson, Clemson and DJ, and then they yeah. got blitzed in the championship game. I cannot yeah. believe that they made the playoffs. It was absolute blasphemy. One of the worst decisions <laughs> by the college football playoff committee since this whole dog and pony show started. Terrible idea. Yeah. But they ain't going to be able to fucking save their asses this year because no. there ain't no way a four loss Notre Dame team's even no. sniffing the playoffs. All right. No. I want them in a Daxby's chicken bowl this year. So I'm going with Notre Dame as my big upset. And just on turnover alone, Ian Book was yeah. the man there for so long. They got a big turnover. They're losing a lot of skilled players. And like I said, when your best player is a safety, I don't like your chances. Yeah. I don't like your chances. All right. I mean, Roy I Williams in Texas, that was one thing, but, uh, yeah, but th- this is a different scenario, different yep. scenario and a different, different set of skills on the other side of the ball where, uh, Roy Williams had a little more help for the Longhorns. Right. Um, one thing I am excited about, um, before we get into bump and run is, uh, I'm excited for old, uh, Sarkey to take over the, the Longhorns, uh, team, yeah. man. I think, uh, I think he's going to do some good things for, for Texas, man. I'm looking forward to seeing Steve Sarkeesian take over that Texas Longhorn program and take him into the SEC. It'll be one more assistant coach that Nick Saban gets to slap around in a couple years. Um, so we'll see how that works out, but I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll end up just like the best of the rest uh, and losing to the old boss and Nick Saban. But with that being said, we will get into my favorite segment of the show. It is Bump and Run. It is a on-plan-for topic that my guest gets to hit me with. And today, Bump and Run is brought to you by Sweet Fuel by Joel. It's a persistence foods company, and it's providing you with one-of-a-kind flavorful protein bars and supplements. It'll get you the right kind of gains, but always tantalize those taste buds. She had a fresh stock of dark chocolate in the fridge when I was at the facility today, so I grabbed a bunch. So if you got to connect to get to sweet fuel check it out if not go and get persistence dm us at persistence culture if you don't know what sweet fuel by jewel is you want to know why bump and run is being brought to you by them check them out they're delicious they will get you your gains and your flavor but getting down to the meat and potatoes bump me off the line ray what you got uh rank the power five rank the power five okay so we're talking about ranking the power five conferences yeah okay all right damn Okay, so we kind of touched on this one a lot yeah, today. So, yeah, so I, we did. I, good, good topic. Okay, so I feel like there's not going to be much argument for me putting SEC as number one. Um, right. But this year, I'll tell you what, this year is a little bit tougher than most years for me to put put SEC at one. And let me just explain a little bit because you got Alabama. Obviously, studs of all studs. You got Georgia right there behind them as another bona fide stud, no doubt. But then, where do you find that third strong team? That's where I struggle. 
You don't think LSU is all that great? No, no. Really? I think so. We didn't even get to touch on. I wanted to touch. My heart wanted to pick UCLA Bruins to go undefeated out of Pac-12. Because shout yeah. out to Camarillo's finest, Zach Charbonnet, and his hey. showing at out of straight another Oaks Christian boy. So I'm telling you, Oaks Christian. If you haven't heard about him, ask about him. Yo, I was watching. I was not watching, but I've been keeping my eye on like the the transfer portal. Yeah. UCLA got some dudes yeah, well, from the transfer portal. Yo, Charbonnet is a workhorse, bro. Yeah. I am riding him all season long, dude. I hope Chip Kelly just pounds his ass. I think he. Yeah. I think his stat line was like nine for 157 yards and three touchdowns against a decent Rainbow Warrior defense yeah. out of Hawaii. They never travel well. Shout out to my coworker, Ed, again. Um, they never travel well, but... Uh, Charbonnet was galloping through that secondary. Yeah. Nobody wanted no pieces of him. Yeah, and it's another reason why Jim Harbaugh deci- de- deserves to get canned. All right, yeah. that kid is a stud. Why he didn't give him the ball was probably some dumb bullshit. Maybe he didn't want to go on his Rome trip with him or whatever it was. <laughs> but Zach Charbonnet is a stud. He deserves the rock in his hands. And Chip Kelly's going to yeah. feed him. So yes, I say he if he just feeds him against LSU and just rides the run, tell DTR to be a game manager. He's in his third year now. Just don't even throw the ball, DTR. Just turn around and hand it off. You know, it it like Pop Warner football. Handoff, handoff, quarter leg boot, quarterback boot. Handoff, handoff, quarterback boot, all right, until they figure you out, and you're going to be all right, Chip. Just give the ball to Charbonnet. Um, but so there you go. That's my statement on LSU. I don't really see them as that tough, but they are tough compared to other number three schools. Um, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, we don't really know what we're going to get out of there. Arkansas, they're going to be trash. You know, so there's like a couple guaranteed hit losers. Missouri going to be a loser, but it's just those two at the top that I can't really find another one and two. So I'm going SEC number one. Then number two, I have to go with the Big Ten. I just absolutely have to go with the Big Ten. I feel like Ohio State, to me, is a more bona fide number two in the nation than Clemson is right now. I feel like their roster is transitioning better. I feel like Clemson has a lot more holes than me, that, to me, than, uh, than Ohio State does. And I really like Ryan Day. I think, Dabo is a, oh, man. I think Dabo is a college coach. He's got Steve Spurrier written all over him. He's just yeah. a good old ball coach. You know, doesn't really bring much strategy to the game. No. Where Steve Spurrier, he's a trick play guy, but I feel like oh, he never dude. really had much strategy. And that's Dabble, what burns Steve. Yeah. You know, so Dabo will recruit the shit out of a Absolutely. living room. You know, he'll get your boy on, he'll get, he'll get your boy <laughs> on campus. Yeah, but uh, but, but what, what he does with the kid is really up to his other coaches. So yeah. I think that's going to catch up to him a little bit this year. Um, yeah. So I'm going, I got to go Big Ten. And I really do like, I, I dog on Jim Harbaugh, but they're a scrappy team. Penn State, always going to be a scrappy team. Minnesota, Wisconsin, I feel like the middle of the pack is more meat and potatoes. When you start weighing in the middle of the pack of the ACC, you got Clemson, and then you start, and you got North Carolina. Then you start talking about Miami. So now you're saying Miami, Wisconsin. I don't know. I got to go with Wisconsin. Especially, especially yeah. if you're if you're playing in Wisconsin, that's going to be a tough game for Miami to win. Um, you know, and then you start going, okay, now who's number four? We're talking maybe Virginia Tech. I mean, are we talking about Georgia right. Tech? I like Georgia Tech, but I mean, they haven't done shit yet, they so they got to prove it. They got to prove it. Uh, I do really like Jeffrey Sims this year, um, so I'm going to go with Big Ten as my my second school. I feel like they got the tough rivalries. I mean, I haven't even touched on Indiana and Iowa and Michael Penix Jr. before before he went down. I mean, Indiana was on the verge of going undefeated last. Year too, yeah. so you got to respect them. And they got Fogelty coming back, so they got a stud mm-hmm. wide receiver. They got their quarterback coming back. They say he's healthy as an ox. I don't know. We'll see how that knee holds up. Um, I wish you nothing but the best, though, Mike. Um, 
But yeah, they got they got a really good uh, squad up there in Indiana, as well as Iowa's always well coached. They always got those corn fed boys blocking up yeah. front, and Goodson is a solid running back. Iowa's um, such a good program. Yeah, great program, great program. If, if I uh, you know if Bradley ever wants to go to school and he just wants some solid coaching, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him spending a couple of years out in the old cornfields, Iowa. He would uh, fucking hate it. But <laughs> he would hate it, but he'd get some goddamn good coaching. Yeah. Um, so then <laughs> then then rounding up rounding up number three. I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going Pac-12, man. I'm going Pac-12. I'm shading the ACC right now. I'm shading the ACC, and it's just because, like we said, we got a lot of top 25 okay. teams in the Pac-12 that are going to beat up on each other. Okay. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough to sled through. As I was trying to research for the answer on that undefeated team, every person's schedule that I clicked on, it was like ranked team after ranked team after ranked team after ranked team. And I know ranking is just nonsense at the beginning of the year, but they go off of some kind of nonsense yeah. to come up with those numbers. You know, they don't just completely shoot from the hip you know they're expected to be tough to beat so i just think in that being alone and just with ucla already showing me their improvement where they were one of the main teams yeah. i was shading if they end up being good pac-12 is going to be fucking lit if, yeah. if if ucla beats lsu this year i That's wish gonna be fucking i crazy. wish i was going to the rose bowl to watch that game and it's absolute blasphemy that there's no tailgating allowed so um it's kind of a bummer but Big ups to UCLA. I'll be rooting hard for the Bruins this weekend. Um, as far as the next conference, now I'm going to slide the ACC in. I got to put them above the Big 12. And I don't really think I need to argue that point very much. Just Clemson by themselves. And you could line yeah. up a bunch of Sunbelt teams. And they'll still be better than Big 12, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the Big 12. I feel like Oklahoma is always a waste of a college football playoff team. I feel like if, yeah. if Oklahoma or Notre Dame's in my college football playoff, I, I'm losing out on a spot. <laughs> I'm losing out on a spot. I wasted <laughs> yeah, a spot. it's like a guaranteed yeah, loss for exactly. Exactly. So I, I feel that way. Uh, I'm glad you share the sentiment. Um, too offensive yeah. minded. For yeah, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work out. And, and they've had yeah. nothing but, I mean, look at the quarterbacks that have played in the league now for Oklahoma that played in the college football playoffs and they just couldn't make it happen. So I love you, Lincoln Riley. Don't try to go to the NFL. Just stick to what you're good at. Yeah. Crank these Heisman Trophy kids out and keep wasting playoff spots. All right. You'll be <laughs> just fine, Lincoln. Um, yeah. So I'm bringing them up in the rear at, at number five. All right. How'd I do? I what do you got? I'm a little more jumbled up than you. Okay. I, I think the number one, I think is obvious. I think SEC just okay, because okay. like if we're talking about like if we're giving teams like points, like ranking them. Yeah. Alabama is obviously 100. They're right? the one of the one and of all ones. Within, and then with Georgia and then LSU and then maybe Florida. Okay. See, I forgot about got, the Gators. You know I, I forgot mean? about the Gators, like, but Dan Mullen's a good coach. You know what I mean? Like if we're, if we're going to go like as far as like, Stack schools, yeah, like yeah, really good no. schools. I think SEC, SEC is obviously. I forgot about the Gators. They're legit. Um, I think, but number two, I'm, I think I'm going to throw the Pac-12 there. Ooh. Because you're Going extra homer. Going with the Bama for number one and I, now Pac-12 for I the West because Coast. because of how we, we talked about yeah. how they always beat each other up, yeah. right? Like, so SC, like SC is going to be, SC is going to be good this year. Oregon's going to be good this year. Right. Utah's going to make noise because they're going to be, they're, the, the conference is stacked. Right. So you start matching up right. Big Ten teams versus right. Pac-12 teams, you're gonna take more. Bi you're gonna take more Pac-12 teams than yeah. Big Ten teams. Yeah, because I think there's only like three. Let's run through it real quick. Ohio State. Ohio State versus Ohio. what? USC or Oregon? Obviously, well, they're playing each other. So fuck it. Leave it at Ohio State, Oregon. We'll see actually what happens yeah. this year. Now you go to number two. Now you go to number two. I would say probably Iowa or Indiana. Now see, it's tough because we don't know if they get to your if they get to your random week where they reschedule. That would be fun. Yeah. Interconference matchups. Mm -hmm. Now that would be fun. Um, see, I see. But then like, so there's 
Ohio State, that's mm-hmm. that's obviously going to be real good. Yeah. But then um, Penn State, maybe. Penn State's always a hard maybe. Dude, they right? almost went defeated last year. They almost yeah. barely won a fucking game. So I'm not I'm not sold on Penn State by any means. Rutgers, Rutgers took them to, like, I think, triple overtime or something. We should have won that damn game, by the way. Come on, Shiano. Finish the damn game <laughs> out, man. Uh, but, yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, strength of schools, I think... I All think right. the Pac-12 this year is better than the Big Ten this I'll year. I'll give you a pass until we revisit later on in the year. We'll rerun and these then, rankings back. And, um, but then Big Ten, then Big Ten is three, and then Big 12. Big 12 over ACC? No, excuse me, the ACC over okay. the Big 12. Because okay. the Big 12, all they have is, is uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I I was state I was state is be good, but like we said, what is Oklahoma? Yeah, like last year they're when, gonna put they're gonna put up stats, yeah. but then last year they lost to Kansas State. You know, I mean it's so I mean and, and I like Kansas State. I do like Kansas State. We'll get right. into that in a second, but um, I mean yeah, it's just like what does a Pac-12 really have? I almost think Iowa State might be the low key best team in that conference this year. Yeah, you know? I mean, but then again, you don't know it. Texas and Sark, and there's a lot of question marks in the Big Twelve, but yeah. no exclamation marks. No. Yeah, so Sark might, man, but he's I got a tough sled in too. I believe in Sark. He's, I do. He's I gonna, like me some Sark, man. I like me some Sark. Texas, man. He can try as long as he stays off the bottle and just sticks to it. True, <laughs> true. I mean, I don't mean to bring up maybe, old stuff. Maybe he needs to stay on the bottle. Maybe, uh, maybe, true, true. maybe out in Texas anyway. Maybe. Well, then do it better, Sark. All right, keep it under control. That's <laughs> keep all it classy, I'm saying. Sark. Exactly. Keep, keep it classy. classy. Yeah, don't go straight up Boomhauer and just yeah. be way too, way too off the side. Get off that dark liquor, bro. Exactly. Stick to the clear stuff, you know, yeah. or get some near beers or something, man. Something to <laughs> pace yourself through the game. The problem was he got put up in the box, though. Yeah, yeah you, got that, to, you got to hang. I think you got to keep him on the sidelines, okay? Keep him on the sidelines. Keep him engaged. That was he'll an be extra fine. Sprite. He'll be fine, you know. Give me <laughs> a special Sprite yeah. up there. Yeah, Sprite Spritzer. But yeah, no, I love Sark, man. I, I hope that you've overcome those issues and, and you get it together, man. I'm, I'll be, I'll be, right s- mind, man. be somewhat rooting for you, but get ready to be at the bottom of the barrel when you switch to the SEC. <laughs> I mean, a whole new new ball game. Okay, so everybody listening out there, though, before we wrap up this show, I'm just going to do a quick segment. Um, Coming into college football season and the NFL, uh, it's kind of like what I like to call my new recreational hobby, which is sports gambling. Um, So I know that's big out there for a lot of people, so hopefully some of you listening are into it, and it's something that you do. I have a little system that I like to use uh, that I'll be kind of highlighting in an upcoming um, Instagram post on my uh, page, the Press uh, Sports cover uh the press coverage sports show on instagram uh sorry for that mumble of words but basically it's a simple way of breaking down what your budget is for uh recreational money and that you use on gambling we'll get into that in the video but what i want to give you is my first sill system for team betting system slash parlay um so you would put one unit of whatever that may be that you can afford five of in the weekend on each one of these games if you need to explain further just go check me out on the press coverage sports show and you'll be able to see the video um so getting into it first i'm going with the usc trojans uh they'll be given 14 at home home against San Jose State. Um, so San Jose State has lost a lot of players. They were actually very good for their normal standards last year, but they lost their quarterback and they lost their best wide receiver and they were main combos why they were good. Um, 
The next game is going to be the BYU Cougars given 11 at Arizona. Uh, so this is more of shading Arizona than liking BYU. Uh, this is a good good power play for them right now uh, before they start to see what life is post Zach Wilson. Uh, and they're going up against Arizona, who's by far the worst team in the Pac-12. Um, so take them even on the road at Arizona. And then Georgia Tech, a team that I think will be on the rise. So take them now while they haven't adjusted the handicap on them. They'll be given 18 against Northern Illinois. And uh, Northern Illinois, if you don't know anything about them, there's a reason why. Okay. Um, And then also, last but not least, the Kansas State uh, Jayhawks. Well, not Jayhawks. um, Sorry, the Kansas State uh, Wildcats uh, that we were talking about earlier. And they'll be given three at home against Stanford. All right. I know this is mostly predominantly probably listened to by people on the West Coast right now that probably say, oh, Stanford's always a great coach. They are. I love nothing nothing but love for Shaw, but they got a great quarterback uh, there at Kansas State, and there's a good lineage of coaching following Schneider there. So they're going to be ready to go. They got tough defense. They got a couple of Midwestern linebackers. If you've ever played a game of tackle football against a Midwestern linebacker, enough said. Um, So just just be ready for them to bring it, and I think giving three is a good point spread for them to start the year. So if you want to learn how to bet those games properly to follow the SEAL system to the T, uh, check me out on the Press Coverage Sports Show. And uh, Ray Amato, I want to thank you, big dog, for the topics and debates, man. It was fun. It was a great episode. Always fun. The only thing that's going to come close to how much fun this was is watching those games we talked Hell about yeah. this week, bro. I'm Saturday. telling you, yes, yeah, Saturday, I think 1230 is Bama Miami kickoff, and then 430 is uh, Georgia and Clemson kickoff, that's and then there's all kinds of goodness sprinkled in between. Um, also, if you don't want to wait till Saturday, check out Thursday night Thursday games. Night yeah, they're loaded. We got Boise State versus Gus Malzahn in his first game at UCF. Could be a lot of fun. Also, you may not know who the hell Appalachian State or East Carolina line of uh, pirates are but i guarantee there's gonna be some big touchdowns in that game so check them out all right i'm glad that you're listening to the press coverage sports show it's been real and as we always say at persistence culture keep moving